0: Grab a hot drink and turn up the volume It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Once a month, Kyle heads over to Forteza Coffee For a chat with coffee aficionado Sister Ignatia Henneberry From the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration Wake up!
1: Welcome to Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry I am Kyle Hyman, here with Sister Happy New Year Happy New Year I think you've got a really good topic for us today
0: I hope so I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You work with college students a lot. I do. And so... All day. What would be some of the hot button topics that students want to bring up with you Mm -hmm. if you had to make a a top list?
0: Yeah. If I had to pick number one slash, yeah, probably number one, number 2 it'd probably be homosexuality and transgender issues, I would say. Yeah.
1: Students struggling with that themselves or struggling with the church's teaching as it relates to others?
0: Uh, Probably the most of the students that come to me would be the the latter. So the ones that are struggling with that. But then I do like meet quite a few students on campus that maybe aren't within the fold of the church, but yet experience same sex attraction or gender dysphoria or anything. Like there's a lot of that, like being experienced on campus. They might just not be in the inner circle of like who's hanging out in campus ministry, but
1: let's go talk to, yeah, sister <laughs> let's this. go talk to right. sister. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some things, I guess maybe just starting with like, how do you approach the topic when it comes up?
0: Yeah, I guess I try to make some like differentiations because there's like the macro problem or the macro issue of like in society and the ideology of it in philosophy. But then usually behind that and more important than that is the individual, like the person. So, yeah, right. Um, so I guess I try to, I don't know, like before we ever answer the logic of their argument or something like that, like I want to hear why do they feel this way? Because mm-hmm. our students, like they're passionate about it. They're not just yeah. like, so like wh- why, what happened? It's not like
1: who cares. It's right. like I care about this person.
0: Right. And this so, is how
1: I support him or
0: her. Exactly, So even, like, having students that might struggle with same-sex attraction or just, like, fully embrace that lifestyle, like, I want to know their life story because, yeah, the church doesn't teach, like, condemnation. And that's a lot of what they've heard and what they assume. Um, And then that gets projected onto who God is, which is not true. So, yeah, like, one student, I remember talking to her... (laughs) And we didn't, like, I knew that she had, was living a homosexual lifestyle, but we didn't talk about it because I wasn't convinced that she knew Jesus. So, right. like, we have to start there. And then I remember early on in our friendship, bring were like, well, like, talk to me, like, about your family. Like, what was your, was your dad around? You know, and it came out, she was like, oh, I know where you're going with that. Like, you know, he's like, I'm fine. Like, yeah. he's whatever. And then it took like two to three years for us to then have another conversation about actually how much pain her father caused her in her life. So having a same-sex attraction can't be deduced to like one issue in your life.
1: Sure. But
0: yeah, I want to talk about like how have you been hurt as a person? Like what's um, more important and I think precedes Mm -hmm. the rationality of fighting for like same-sex attraction or like homosexual marriage or that sort of thing so i guess i'd start there and matt fred has a really good analogy for apologetics which i think applies like he says apologetics is kind of like we're in this really multi-story house within a courtyard the top level is kind of like the catholic faith maybe the level down below is like christianity you're in the house that's like deism The courtyard's like atheism or something, Uh you know? Okay. And we're often like on the top level shouting down to people that are in the courtyard. Like, what good is that doing? Right. We have to go down in the courtyard, understand them, and then invite them into the house. (laughs) Like, we have to start there. So I think it's similar for people that, like espouse a homosexual lifestyle or ideology that if I'm not convinced that they even know who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. like, how are they ever going to accept the message of authentic love that the church has to offer they're not there yeah start at the right place i guess
1: there's a couple things i'm thinking about here one is that i think a lot of times as catholics and catholic media Mm -hmm. i think we're guilty of this is talking about them as you were talking about this kind of generic Mm -hmm. thing and reducing actually i think it's kind of dehumanizing oh yeah that we're not talking about a person anymore we're talking about a group of people that are not like us.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Versus your students Mm -hmm. and people that might feel like they need to support the cause Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of whether it be transgenderism or homosexuality. It's because they care about a person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so how can we get back to that as Catholics like, yeah. Okay, let's forget about the agenda for a minute and think about the person. Yeah. And I, I love it that you're doing that. Like, yeah. all right, I'm not here to convert you, to change you. Like, I'm here to love you. Right. You're a person. <laughs> yeah. You have struggles. I've got struggles. You've got a past. I've got a past. You know, you've mm-hmm. been hurt. I've been hurt. Like, that doesn't need to define us as people. Right. We're loved by God. And that's what defines us.
0: Yeah. I One of my sisters, we were, at, we were talking about this. And she's like, yeah, we don't have to, like, worry about the Catholic Church changing its position on same-sex marriage. <laughs> like, it's not going to yeah. happen. So, yeah. like, it's not up to me to come up with the best argument. Like Jesus isn't calling me to do that. Yeah, He's calling me to love. And that's the only thing that changes any heart is love. So yeah, it's good to be informed, but like I don't have to get all like angry about it.
1: The other thing about your analogy is besides the fact that we might be yelling from the top floor into the courtyard, which is not a great way to, to talk to somebody. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but also I think a lot of times they're hearing us yell at each other And they're overhearing that conversation. Mm -hmm. And the conversation that we might have on the third floor of a house, I mean, the same thing, like the conversation I might have with my wife is a different one than I would have with my son. Right. Right. There's things that he isn't ready to hear yet. Right. But are true.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
1: And so realizing those different tiers of understanding and readiness. Yes. And approaching somebody with the right mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of the times that they've heard all like what the church says right. from either people that might be just like angry or uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, like those people that have talked to them about maybe things that are true, but not applying to them. Right. And at least in my experience it has been like received well that like, Oh, okay. Like when they hear that, I like, well, I consider homosexual relationships uh, acts or whatever, however you want to talk about it. There's similar things going on there as issues of masturbation and premarital sex. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not like it's, oh, this is, we're going to talk about them over here because that's...
1: I have a tendency to do this. If I can't relate to the struggle, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then I assume that I'm better than them or like there's something more wrong about that sin because I don't struggle with that sin. Yeah. yeah. Because I can't relate to it. Yeah. Maybe it's it's part of it. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And so
1: like, oh, what is your problem? (laughs) Why do you struggle with that sin? I don't struggle with that sin.
0: (laughs) Why is that so hard? Like, yeah, we don't know. But I struggle with
1: different sins. Yeah. Not to say that we aren't all on this boat together. Right. (laughs) Trying to get
0: somewhere. Yeah, that was another thing of like, not to like seek out, I guess, an unhealthy environment necessarily, but like how many of us Catholics have good friends that are struggling with same-sex attraction or living a homosexual lifestyle? Like, why aren't we befriending them? Why aren't we seeking them out? Why aren't we asking them about their life? So I think... um,
1: I think there's a bunch of reasons. One, yeah, we avoid them. Two, we drive them away. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to be around us. Right. Or they are struggling with that and they are our friends, but they're not going to ever tell us because we're going to chastise them or something like that.
0: Yeah. They're afraid. Yeah.
1: So it all has to do with our behavior, basically. Right. That's why you don't have any friends that are struggling with. (laughs) Well put.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how do we change that? How do we fix it?
0: Oh, I don't know. I, so like thinking of like my students, like, yeah, I know this is an issue for them. Our first conversation or something. I'm not bringing, I'm not bringing it up. Like I don't need to have them feel like I need to diagnose them and fix their ideological problem. Mm -hmm. Like that's, um, it's not like forgetting about it, but yeah, you have to see the person. So like really focusing on seeing who the person is that we, um, like we say that everyone who supports gay marriage and something like reduces the person to this like small piece of, and like makes their identity. But like we do the same thing mm-hmm. if we've just only focus on that. Right. Um, and instead of allowing that person to experience being loved and that, like, their identity is received. So, like, this friend of mine, I'm going to be here no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think of you the same as I ever would. Yeah. I love you. You are who you are. They don't have to create who they are for me because mm-hmm. um, that's, like, a lot of what the issues is surrounded around is that, okay, I've established this as my identity. Um, either as like transgender or homosexuality like i was, this is my identity so i have to fight for that and you have to affirm that mm-hmm. but like i'm affirming you were, without all that like i don't you don't need to prove anything to me yeah. so i think that's a big thing that's being lost is identity is something that's received so yeah i guess just being an instrument of that to other people yeah yeah
1: what kind of a message would you have for somebody listening that is struggling with that and whether they've ever been public about it or Mm. are just really struggling privately about it? What's your hopes and dreams and message for them?
0: Oh man. Yeah. I guess I would just say there in front of me that that you are loved and the things that have been hurtful that have been said to you either by people in the church that I'm sorry that we don't choose how we feel sometimes we can't (laughs) and that you are suffering like I don't know, I think, yeah, in a sense, like I have to see that for what it is and affirm that it is a suffering. Yeah, and I would want to understand you in your suffering and you for, yeah, why you, you feel what you feel and what's going on. And then probably the second thing of that I would suspect, again, the person's not here, but I would suspect the biggest issue in your life is believing in true, authentic, life-giving love that's self-sacrificial like i would suspect that yeah you haven't experienced this in your life it hasn't been shown to you your parents didn't live this out so now something that might look like love is love for you hmm. and that makes sense to me in the world that we live in like that makes sense to me that's also not your fault that no one showed you what love is so that would be my hope is that like you can understand and live and experience true Love as God wanted you to be loved, and um, yeah, go from there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's a lot.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, sister. We are out of time, but how was your? Did you do the cortada?
0: Yeah, it's my classic. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: All right. Thank you so much, sister.
0: Thanks, Kyle. See ya.
1: Wake up.